What's up, y'all? It's Christian here. Uh, this is a very special episode 150. Uh, before we jump into it, just want to clarify some things going on. This is a Harsha-only episode, uh, which he will explain a little bit more as he gets into it. But uh, yeah, he's going to be by himself for uh, this entire episode. It's certainly well worth a listen. One thing I do want to mention is that uh, if you are listening on Spotify, please, you know, give your feedback on the little Q&A section. You know, write a little comment. Tell Harsha how well he did. You know, see if you agree, disagree with some of the things he said. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we're just going to jump right into it like a normal episode. See y'all later. Peace. Seventeen years or so, and yeah, if I say this, people will think I'm a fucking LeBron sucker or whatever. But what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of an interesting discussion. Sometimes back here with just me. Um, there's no Haran, Tarun, or Christian this episode, or no special guest at all. I wish it was a summer sessions, but it's actually just. The harsher sessions, you know, it's just me here. You have to talk. You have to listen to me talk my head off for about 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and it'll be fun. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And obviously you don't either, but we'll see how this goes. For some background, the boys and I went to Cabo for my bachelor, bachelor party. Um, Tarun introduced uh, the gimmick of Harsha books, where we had different competitions throughout the whole week. Um and the winner would obviously just get some harsher books. And because of that, Christian and Haran kind of tag teamed or colluded or whatever, but they po- they pulled or looped in their harsher books, you know, pulled it in. That was the right word. Fuck. And they suggested that I um, have to do a solo episode. That's my punishment. They cashed it in for this. Um, I don't even have the harsher books. So like, I don't know where they cash it into, but in the end, this is the punishment that I have. I don't know if it's a punishment or not, but it's definitely a punishment for you guys because you have listened to me. But basically the deal was that I have to drink and then record an episode all by myself. Um, so we agreed on me drinking three shots worth of alcohol before I start recording. And then during the ad break, take another shot. And yeah, we'll see how this goes. And I have to at least record for 45 minutes. So It'll be a struggle for sure. Uh, we'll see what happens. So they suggested Fireball as my alcohol choice. I thought, hey, you know, like, I can't buy a whole thing of Fireball and finish it by myself. I live by myself, for those who don't know. And that's like, I think it's kind of psycho. Like, I don't know, we're kind of pretty old now and we don't really drink Fireball like that. So if I had leftover and I bring it to a party or whatever, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So we got something a little bit more refined, not... Still doesn't taste that good. It's Jack Daniels. So I got Jack Daniels and some Coke. Uh, so I had three shots worth of alcohol in the last maybe 30 minutes or so. Um, was FaceTiming the boys while I was doing this. Um, and I have my last mixed drink that I'm going to take during the ad break ready to go. So, yeah, I guess the reason that they did this is because usually if you haven't noticed or if you listen at all, you probably realize that I... Um, probably talked the least during all these episodes um 
my words per episode statistic is probably the lowest for trying to do some, you know, analytics like they do in the NBA and stuff. But yeah, so they wanted to give me my own platform to, you know, get things really off my chest with uninterrupted, obviously, because obviously the only reason I don't talk during these episodes is because they dominate the mic. Am I right, guys? Yeah, but, you know, let's see how this goes. So what I should have done is probably asked our listeners or maybe listener what they wanted to hear from me during this episode. But I guess I I do have some things prepared. First of which, I wanted to talk about um, my life here in Chicago. I have I don't think like we've talked about a little bit of the podcast, but it hasn't really been anything that we've talked about at length. And it, you know, it's a it's been a big change for me in my life. So I uh, lived alone, like alone. I mean, away from my parents during college. Obviously, at Virginia Tech with everybody, but I mean, we had roommates. I had the blessing of being Terrence's roommate the freshman year in our dorm in West Egg. I love that room. Shout out to the shout out to 102 West Egg. And uh, after that, we lived in our apartment for the last next thirty years. So we had, I mean, I had three other roommates, uh, Christian for the last two, and you know it was a good time. But you know this is the first time since then. You know after the pandemic, even though we're still going through it, but after all that, we're I left my parents' house. It's been I think after we graduated, after we left tech for COVID and um till until I moved, it was like two almost three years of just being at home, like feeling like it was high school, but you didn't have to leave your house or like do homework. And it was great. I mean, you just felt like a kid again. You didn't have to think about anything. You had free time to do whatever the fuck you wanted. And everyone was back home because of the circumstances, obviously. So it was a good time. Um, we were. It, it's pretty privileged for us to be able to say that, especially like me, to be able to say that it was a good time for us because it wasn't for so many people that either got sick, lost loved ones, or lost their job, or had to work during the pandemic and were worried about their safety. Like, I mean, work in person. So I'm pretty privileged to say that it, I miss being home and miss being with everybody. So it was a big step for me to be able to move to Chicago for school, um, living by myself, not having a whole box of food for my mom to give me every month. The boys know that my mom used to send me like a big, big ass cardboard box of like 30 or so boxes that would last me like three weeks to a month of food. I would just put in the freezer and take up all the space. And, you know, she did that this time, but it was for a week. And then after that, I was like basically, basically on my own, finally being a little more independent, being able to cook a little bit. And I feel like it's been good so far, you know. Uh, I think one of the reasons that I didn't cook in college is because it's not because I thought I couldn't, because if you think about it, cooking is not super hard. If somebody like me can make Indian, some Indian food that tastes pretty decent, like it's not fucking hard. It's just a little time consuming. But I think the biggest thing for me was like, I don't like people watching me when I'm trying to learn something. So it's more like a insecurity of, um, hey, I don't want to be judged right now. I fucking cut this green bell pepper differently or not correctly. You know, when I live by myself, I can mess up 
however I want and do whatever. And maybe it'll take an extra hour or so, but I'm able to do it and I get that satisfaction without like fear of being judged, fear of being looked at. And I, I just get pretty self-conscious. So yeah, I think my food has been turning out pretty good. I made some pasta, I made some Indian food, uh, made some dal and the instant pot. The instant pot is a lifesaver and it's been pretty, I'm pretty proud of myself. And um, now that I'm pretty confident in my, some of my kitchen skills, I'm ready to like cook for other people. And I want everyone, like my close friends to see what I can cook. So yeah, when they come out here, it'll be a good time for sure. Other than that, besides the cooking, I think that's been the hardest part, just thinking about like what I need to eat. Do I have enough food to eat for the next couple of days? Um, I guess one thing about that is when you're uh, living by yourself, it's kind of hard to get groceries or like cook enough for one person. You just kind of feel like you're eating the same thing for like a couple of days, which is very different from how it is at home where my like my poor mom and I'm sure a lot of other people's parents, like they cook pretty much every day and it's like pretty much something different every day which is now that i think about it i can't imagine doing that shit it's fucking exhausting having to cut vegetables cook it clean up every day is i can't imagine doing that so i cook maybe twice a week and even that's like oh i need to fit it into my schedule but i told my mom after like a month or so of living alone i'm never going to complain about having to eat the same thing two days in a row because I fucking get it. I eat the same thing for like three, four days uh, sometimes. Um, so, yeah, other than the cooking, uh, it's been kind of good to live alone. You know, you're always on your own schedule. You can eat whenever you want. You can wake up whenever you want. You can leave the house whenever you want. Um, obviously, you don't have a car in the city. But other than that, you're pretty flexible and you can kind of figure out or uh, predict or forecast like how you're going to be in the future living by yourself. I think the hardest part is like sticking to a schedule when it comes to working out or things like that, especially without a car. You have to like, for me personally, for my gym, you have to take a train to get to your gym. So like it is a little bit inconvenient and it's kind of hard to find time in the evenings to work out or go to the gym. So the only times I've done that is in the morning. Um, so I really enjoyed living alone. Obviously, miss my friends, miss Amrita, and but I think that will change, especially when she gets to move to Illinois, and um, our friends are going to be all over the place, anyways. Like right now, I feel like I'm one of the only people out of our friend group to be away from home, which is not true. Like I have a lot of friends away from Nova, but like people, like they still hang out, and I'm like, oh, I miss them. But when everyone's part of leave, so like then it doesn't really matter. We're all spread out. Uh, which is kind of sad if you think about it. At least our college friend group, like we were 10 or 20 steps away from each other in college. And even then, sometimes we were like, oh, fuck, it's kind of it's kind of cold outside. Like, do we need to go downstairs and see them? Can they just come upstairs? But now, like three years removed, you'd be like, I mean, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll go wherever. I'll drive like 30 minutes to go to fucking, where do these guys go? Dave and Buster's to play shooting games so you know it's it's different especially when we're removed from that setting which i'll miss for sure uh so but i guess i mean that's the part of being older i guess uh it's not 
it's very unlikely that all your friends will settle down in the same state, city, country, neighborhood. So you appreciate what you got and look forward to the next time you get to hang out with them. Uh, that's why I really cherished our Cabo trip that I mentioned. This is outside of the fact that it's the fucking reason I have to do this shit, uh, like this episode. It was a really good time. I think it was one of my favorite trips I've ever taken just because you kind of appreciate all like our friends being able to take the time out for a week, in some cases, three days, but we don't talk about that. And you take a week out to uh, go somewhere else, spend a lot of money and just celebrate, obviously celebrate me and Arutha, but just hang out with everybody and have a great fucking time. So um, I still think about that trip a lot and hopefully we get to do something like that again, like very soon. But I mean, I guess the wedding is some of it, even though it won't be as like relaxed and fun for me and Amrita, obviously. I hope everyone gets to come and have a good time. I mean, speaking of the wedding, like, can you guys believe that? I mean, I don't, know, I don't even know who I'm talking to when I say can you guys believe because who the fuck's listening? But can you guys believe that I'm about to be married in less than three months? Like, I think that's fucking ridiculous. It, it doesn't feel real at all. It just feels like an event for me. But the amount of work that's been put in, I'd say, the last one year and a half. I can't believe it's been a year and a half since I proposed. But since then, the amount of work that's been put into some such a big event in our lifetime, it is crazy. Uh, it takes so much work. Currently, my dad's in India right now. And later, I think I'm with his parents going to India. Like, just to help out and for the wedding and for other reasons, I guess. But, you know... It's a lot of work for an Indian wedding. It's a lot of money too. And I just hope that it pays off, which I'm sure it will. Maybe you won't fully get to enjoy all of the things that are going to happen that weekend or those that week just because we'll be so busy and tired. But I think looking back, we'll really enjoy it. And we'll be glad that we did it the way that we did. It's been a little stressful, like wedding planning in terms of like, having to talk about it all the time or like our parents having to talk about it all the time. But, you know, once we get past that and we have some time away from it, I'm, I'm really excited for that feeling. And being able to finally be fucking independent, you know, something that I've wanted to do for so long. Um, we're taping this on, not we, I'm taping this on February 16th and it's the day before my our anniversary, like I'm present and mine six year anniversary. The fact that we never got to go on like an extended trip really, besides New York or um live together, obviously. You know, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. So excited for the next three months. It'll be stressful, but I'll be worth it for sure. Other than that, I think coming back to like living in Chicago, Chicago is a great fucking city. I've been lucky that the winter has been as bad as it usually is. Um, it has been super cold. I think the coldest it's been is that weekend we got fucked coming back from Cabo. But other than that, it's been good. So glad I didn't have to suffer through that alone. It's been good. Uh, everyone here has been super nice. Uh, Maybe people through school and otherwise. And I haven't feel, felt super lonely because I've always had pe- things to do. Uh, I thought people maybe mentioned to me that you know, living alone has its downfalls where uh, you don't have a roommate, you don't have somebody to talk to constantly, which sometimes I, I do feel that, especially for the before this episode, I had to drink three shots of 
whiskey, and I did not want to do that in silence alone. So I called her friends, but it's it's good to have that balance. But I think I have felt lonely at times, even if I'm around friends, because this is probably the first time in my life since I moved to Virginia when I was 11 that I had to actually open up, make friends. Like, I think ever since then, ever since I was 11, I knew people through people or I met people in a group. This is the first time where I am the newbie or like the new person on the block and I had to like put myself out there a little bit or talk to people. And it, you you don't remember like, Maybe when you're 10 or 11, it comes naturally or like you have some anxiety, but I mean, that was over half my life ago. So I don't remember how it felt and it is pretty tough. Luckily, I was able to do it through a school aspect instead of uh, just randomly moving for work. Um, so it was good because I get to meet people through class or school events. So it's been good and everyone's always looking to like connect with people. So that's been good, but it's still challenging, you know, because you have to put your best face forward. You can't, you don't know how much of your full self you can be. Um, and yeah, honestly, like sometimes you do feel lonely, even if you're in a big group. If you go out with people, you drink and then you're like, I'm drunk, I want to have fun, but do I necessarily always want to have fun with these new people? How do I have fun with these new people? You don't know because you just miss the camaraderie and the familiarity and the love you have for the people back home. Um, so that's a big deal, I think. Something that I've gotten better at, for sure. I try not to think about, oh, it would have been so much better if my like other friends were here because that's not fair to me or it's not fair to the people that I've met here that have been so welcoming. But uh, it, it is tough, and I'm really looking forward to and At least I'm going to get to be in Illinois and Chicago um, because I'll have somebody that knows my true self fully. Um, and I've talked about on the podcast at times where I blacked out and like no one's been able to take care of me. And I don't know if it's a coincidence that maybe I didn't eat that much that day or it's like, hey, if I was at home in Nova and I drank like this and I was by myself, would I just black out all the time? Because I like, I don't, I don't do that when I'm home because one, maybe I control myself better or I have friends to do that for me or like help me out. So it's been rough. Um, I think that's the one downside of like living alone or in a new city. Last couple of weeks have been like probably the toughest weeks of my life, I'd say. Just going through stuff personally or in a relationship, just, you know, trying to figure out your priorities or figure out, um, figure out how you act in social situations. And, you know, if you're sad about being lonely and you just come home to nobody, then you get even more sad, you know? And I don't necessarily classify myself as a sad person, but, you know, this this last, like, two, three weeks have been pretty tough, um, but definitely growing from it, and I like where I'm at now, so I think it's been good. I'm glad I'm getting through myself. And I'm actually glad that you guys are getting through this episode. So for that, I'll reward you with an ad break. All right, welcome back from the ad. I'm glad you got a break from t- listening to me talk. Um, I'm glad I got a break from listening to me talk too because I have not talked for this long in my whole life probably. I mean, have you guys like, you know, talking for 20 minutes straight uninterrupted? Like, what the fuck? Like, you must be psycho. Um, 
not to shame any psycho people, but you know, that's not me. Uh, so yeah, that was a little bit of a how I feel. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. Um, I've definitely grown a lot as one can in the last, as one can in the last maybe month and a half, like as much as you can. I, I think I've grown a great amount, been able to be independent, learn how to cook, learn how to live with myself and my own thoughts. Um, obviously miss my friends, like I mentioned earlier, but learn how to make new friends. And I've been pretty blessed in my transition. It, it, it's been better than I expected, even though it's probably been the toughest last maybe a couple weeks of my life just based on circumstances. But yeah, man, it's been great. And uh, I think something that I, some advice that I will give people is like, you can never be too hard on yourself. Sometimes if you make mistakes on whatever and it affects your moral compass or, and you feel guilt or you feel like you should have done something better. Yeah. I mean, that's a good feeling to have. So it shows, you know, like a fucking cyborg, which people may mistake me. People may mistake me to be, which I'm not, but I mean, it's good to feel that, but it's also good to, you know, just look at everything in a light of how you can improve. And uh, you can't be, you can't ever be too hard on yourself because at the end of the day, like that's, the only person you have is yourself. Um, there's something I'll throw out there, you know. Feeling pretty deep after this fourth drink I have to take during the ad break. Uh, gotta eat dinner after this. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of drinking, I, uh, I'm i drinking whiskey right now. Like I mentioned, Jack Daniels. But another alcohol brand or type is tequila. And probably the best tequila unbiased that I've ever had is Lobos, which a certain basketball player named LeBron has some buy-in and some stake in the company. So uh, let's talk about LeBron, right? And, you know, that was probably seamless transition. So for those of you who don't know, uh, LeBron recently broke the all-time scoring record for regular season points. Uh, 38,388 was the mark left by Kareem. And last Tuesday, I guess the Thunder, LeBron hit a fadeaway at the elbow and uh, got to 38,390, broke the record. You know, it's been great. I wish I had my LeBron jersey to wear it the next day after, but I didn't because Lakers fucking suck. But it's crazy to watch somebody since you were seven years old religiously. Because, I mean, obviously I've grown a shit ton since I was seven. But you can also see how... He has grown in the last 17 years or so. And yeah, if I say this, people will think I'm a fucking LeBron cocksucker or whatever, but he's been a big part of my life. And I don't think I have any regrets about it. That's basically what I do in my free time is just watch basketball, right? And one of the things I really appreciate in my life is the opportunity that our parents had to move from Youngstown, Ohio to Cleveland. Because without that, like, who knows if I'd be a basketball or sports fan. And yeah, maybe if I didn't have that move, I would have found other passions. But I can't imagine myself not being a sports fan. And being a Cleveland sports fan is probably one of the most cursed sports fans you can ever be. Like, even the Capitals have had champ I mean sorry the DC sports when I had three 
championships in the last five years, you know, Capitals, Mystics, Nationals. Um, it took so much for the Cleveland sports fan to have a championship in uh, 2016. And we almost had two. But you've also seen as a fan, like you, 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 if you're with a fan of a person or a team for like X amount of years, you see them grow and you see them improve. And it's, it shows you that you can also grow as yourself. So it's a little bit cheesy, but you know, I really appreciated my time of being a LeBron fan and I'm still, I still am a LeBron fan. I, I don't think I'm as diehard as I used to be just because his team sucks. I've grown older and his team sucks. <laughs> so uh, it's been tough, but you know, seeing him grow going through that first playoff loss against the Pistons and he came back, beat them. That game five was legendary made to the finals year after that. Made to the game seven against the big three Celtics. So one of the only first, maybe not first, because he had uh, Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili, but one of the first in the Eastern Conference in terms of big threes and like stacked teams, quote unquote. But um, that was a good game. And then after that, seeing how he uh, wasn't big enough to handle Paul Pierce. I fucking hate Paul Pierce. Fuck that guy. But he was big enough. He went to the Olympics, you know, learned from Kobe a little bit, came back, was bigger than ever in his previous uh six years or so and uh won the mvp led the shitty Cavs to a 66 and 16 record like i mean it's fucking legendary and then the funny part is that you just remember nothing about i mean i just remember nothing about 2011 honestly like it's not even because i'm being biased like i just think about that series and the last thing i remember is dirk hitting that shot in game two to make them win the game and i, I just I don't know what happened. Maybe I was traumatized and I blocked the rest of the series out. Maybe I was out of town. I just don't remember. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but it was a blur. And, you know, people can make mistakes. So we moved past it. And then seeing him game six with that face against the Celtics. Yeah, Christian. Fuck the fucking Celtics. Fuck Paul Pierce. Uh, that was fucking amazing. Cramps against OKC. No problem. The free throws he made in game two, big deal because he never made free throws before in a clutch situation. 2013, the best nine minutes of basketball he's ever played. Making them come back from 3-2. And then uh, 2015, that game two against the Warriors. Del Vado with your second player. 2016, we didn't even talk about it. Uh, the 2018, you know, 51 points in game one. Like, what the fuck? That was probably the best version of LeBron I've ever seen. And then 2020, like, you have to have a whole pandemic to stop this guy. And he's going to come back stronger than ever and beat the fraudulent Western Conference. So, you know, LeBron is the GOAT. Um, I don't understand why people don't think that. They just look at stupid numbers like 6-0 in the final, 6 MVPs. Like, honestly, who's a shit? Are you going to hold it against him that LeBron made the finals in 2007? 2018? Yeah, he had the choke against the Mavericks. That's probably the biggest argument that Jordan people have. Which I can't dispute, obviously, because uh, whatever, eight points in the game four is fucking embarrassing. But outside of that, can you penalize the guy for making it farther than Jordan did with more teams? Like, I don't understand that logic. And then you can look at Oh, Jordan had more defensive player of the years. 
well, fucking LeBron had to have the 2013 Defensive Player of the Year, but Marcus Saul won, even though he was second team defensive, all defensive team. So what the fuck is the logic in that, you know? You can look at MVPs. Oh, Jordan had five MVPs, I think. There was voter fatigue in 2011. LeBron should have won in 2011, but people just hated him. So what are you going to do there? Uh, Jordan does not hold a candle to LeBron's longevity. Jordan got tired. He thought his team wasn't too good or he was too busy gambling or whatever the fuck to go leave the Bulls in 1993 to play the White Sox, play for the White Sox uh, minor league team for two years. Or like, whatever, give me a fucking break. The dude was just gassed. He knew he was going to come back to basketball. He just was gassed or he gambled too much and Stern was like, you're going to leave or I want to suspend you, but he didn't want to suspend it because it would hurt the face of the league. So what the fuck is that? LeBron's played for 20 years. And been at top of his game, you know, maybe not the top one player the whole 20 years, obviously, but maybe top one for maybe 10 to 12. And then uh, last couple of years of the Lakers, maybe top five, top 10. But like, he's been there the whole time. Longevity has had a major injury. Team player. The fucking last dance pissed me off. Flo Jackson was like, they made a big deal about how Jordan passed the ball to Paxson and Kerr. He's such a good player. Like LeBron did that from the jump. And just because Culver missed a shot in 2017 game three doesn't mean that LeBron's a shit player. You're like, what the fuck? LeBron had that team first mindset and, you're, and then you're playing a team game. So he didn't need anyone to teach him that. So I don't know. LeBron's a goat. You can't play unless you're going farther in the playoffs more often than Jordan did. If LeBron was 4-0 in the finals, would people be like, oh my God, he's better than 4-6? Uh, and six? Like, I don't know. Did Jordan have to play any... Jordan's finals competition, like granted the Eastern Conference is probably tougher, but the teams he played in the finals are, are not that great compared to the teams that LeBron played. Uh, I'm not going to say more than that. They can look it up. Did Jordan have to play against Curry and Durant or anyone like that? No. So, I mean... There's that. He got to play against a little white dude and a fucking pedophile. Does that mean he's a goat? And suck my peen, dog. That's what I'm going to say about that. And we should be really, really... We should admire LeBron for breaking the record. I mean, this is one of the last records he had. He's uh, top one in scoring, fourth in assists. He can be 40k points, 10k rebounds, 10k assists. I mean, no one's ever done that. Uh, he's probably the best athlete in a sport than maybe Gretzky because Gretzky has the most goals and assists of all time so probably give him that um, but he's a goat man you can't knock him so like LeBron you know he's been to a couple cities Cleveland Miami Los Angeles Akron like him we're gonna do the same thing I'm gonna rank cities in the u.s obviously i can only rank the ones i've been to which is in all of them but what the fuck else you got it's only me on the podcast so fuck you so so let's start with cities i've been to so obviously i've been to cleveland dc chicago new york boston philly charlotte atlanta miami jacksonville orlando Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, San Francisco, Seattle. Probably missing some, but that's like the gist of it. So we'll just go with that. 
Um, I'm just going to go. I'm not, I don't know if I can rank them in order, but I'm just going to analyze each city. So San Francisco was some shit. There's shit on the floor. There's shit on the road. There's shit everywhere. There's shit on people. Granted, California has a big homeless population, which is probably why there's shit everywhere. So I apologize for that. But I don't apologize for the amount of shit I saw. For me, when I visited, it was pretty tough to navigate. The Uber everywhere. Uber's expensive. A lot of traffic. A lot of hills. Walking is kind of tough. Weather was just okay, even in June or May. So, I don't know. I'll put it at the bottom tier. Uh, Seattle. Obviously, Seattle has a special place in my heart because of the reason that we went to Seattle is because I proposed. Um, I like the city. It was a little cloudy the whole time. And it was tough for public transport. So I would put it in the bottom tier as well. But it is, I guess, like San Francisco. Like the cities in the West Coast are really close to nature, which is nice. Seattle is closer to like the western side of Canada, which is probably cooler than being just in the U.S. and San Francisco. So maybe Seattle is a little bit higher than San Francisco, but both are like closer to the bottom or maybe medium, I'd say. In terms of the Texas cities, San Antonio is pretty lame. It's like flat west midwest cowboy shit like from what i remember so like not really memorable dallas suburbs really nice a lot of indian people on the city's just okay so i think out of the texas cities i think austin is the best it has the most nature and most liveliness and definitely want to go out there one day austin was the first day of the top golf in so that's something that they have so, you know pretty good congrats to austin for teaching me top golf even though I fucking suck at it. Uh, let's keep going towards the east. We got the Midwest cities. We got Detroit, Chicago, and Cleveland. <sighs> Detroit sucks. Fuck Detroit. Fuck their sports teams. Fuck their city. You feel like shit when you go there. Uh, the memes about shitting on Cleveland, the land of those memes are like, at least we're not Detroit. I mean, you can glue whenever you want from there. I'd say Detroit's probably the, Detroit's probably the worst city I've been to. Sorry to everyone that works at GM. Uh, Cleveland is good. Obviously, that's a special place in my heart. I, I love the city. It is small, so I would probably rate it below the California cities, uh, below Dallas and San... I mean, sorry, but above Dallas and San Antonio. So probably middle of the pack, and I think Chicago is the best out of the Midwest cities. Not just saying that because I live here now, but I mean... Uh, it, it's a big city. It's clean. I love the concept of having a river in the city. I think it's fucking amazing. There are a lot of people here, but you don't feel like it's as packed as something like New York would be. New York fucking stinks, and there's a lot of people everywhere. Uh, though the subway or public transport is not as reliable, I think it's pretty good. And you're in the Midwest. People in the Midwest are nice. Midwest has a bad rap, um, but you're close to the West and East Coast, so I, I appreciate it. And then moving further East, I'm sorry if I forgot any cities along the way. Oh yeah, fuck Cincinnati. I'm so sad that the Ohio, Ohio River is fucked right now, so the train's got to fuck their shit, but Cincinnati is a mid-tier city below Cleveland for sure. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, East Coast cities I've been to. If you can count uh, Charlotte, Miami, Jacksonville, Orlando, D.C., New York, and Boston, Philly. Uh, so D.C. is probably the 
probably my favorite out of all of them, just because maybe it is home, but it's a nice city. It's pretty clean. Not that many people. Good nature nearby. Cherry blossoms are pretty. Then probably New York, because there's, there's a lot happening there. And then Philly is probably like a bootleg DC. Uh, Boston is okay. I think I visited Boston at a bad time because it was raining and it was a hurricane or whatever. But I fucking hate the sports teams there, so like they can fuck off. So Boston is probably below all those t- cities I missed. Uh, listed. Uh, it's out of the uh, out of the Florida cities that probably I'll go Miami, Orlando, Jacksonville. Miami is super fun. I want to go back there when I'm super rich. Uh, Orlando is cool because Disney World and Jacksonville, whatever. You got Daytona Beach nearby, I guess. Charlotte was small. It was like a couple streets. So it was probably uh, above Jacksonville, but that's about it. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my uh, tier list there. Um, The last thing I'll mention is uh, pet peeves of mine before I head out. I don't think I get super agitated as a person, but uh, there's a couple of things that just turn me off. I think I've talked about them before on the podcast, but you know, I can just expand a little bit. I don't really appreciate people that are super loud. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's how they talk. That's how they talk. But it just kind of turns me off in a way because I'm like, I'm literally right next to you. Why the fuck are you yelling at my ear? Why are you talking so loud? Are you just talking so loud just to hear you talk? Do you need to get the wax cleared out of your ear because you're fucking talking so loud? And it just happens to be a coincidence. not trying to be mean here. It just happens to be a coincidence that the people that talk loud also talk too much. Maybe that's just like you think they're talking too loud, so they're talking too much. So even if they talk a little bit, you just think they're talking a lot because they're super loud. Uh, Whatever it is, they need to shut the fuck up. Other than that, I wouldn't say I'm like a super smart guy, but this is something I should work on. I fucking hate stupid questions. Especially when I've said the answer before. Or people that, when I say multiple things, will I respond to the last thing and ask about the previous thing? Can you just read? Can you just think about it a little bit instead of asking me? Those are probably my two pet peeves. My other pet peeve, like I mentioned, is people that talk too much or talk too long. And I think right now I'm a fucking hypocrite because I've talked for 30, 40 minutes right now. And you're probably looking for a break. So I think it's a good spot to end it. Uh, I want to thank you for listening to me. This is something I've never done before. So I appreciate feedback, obviously. And uh, it was fun, you know. Games of stuff on my chest. Just think about how I feel. About to go drink some more whiskey after this. Because like, why the fuck not? Um, even though it is a Thursday. So yeah, I appreciate it. You guys, if you made it this far. Thank you for listening to me. If you want more of these from the other guys, let's make it happen. Because I want to hear them for an hour or so. So that'd be awesome. And yeah, you know, they should let me talk more, right? The other guests, other hosts, I mean. I'm like, jeez. I'm pretty good. Kidding. Uh, so, uh, yeah, with that, um, we're just going to wrap it up. I don't have anything to plug. You already know my Instagram, at Harsh Madness, but I want to plug this podcast at Interesting Discussion. And the message I'll leave you with is uh, don't forget to be happy. That's something people forget a lot when they're trying to move quickly or like do things or achieve the next goal. Just don't forget about being happy and being thankful about things that have already went right for you or good for you in the last however many years of your life. So with that, um, I want to thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. If you like this, you can find more episodes from this podcast, but definitely nothing like this. So if you're tired of me, listen to anything else on this podcast. This is episode 150, so it's a special one, but 
we have so many more and in our repertoire and so many more creative ideas coming. Uh, so you want to, you want to follow us on Spotify, leave the five-star review, follow us on Instagram, watch our YouTube shorts and be uh, Instagram reels, uh, you know, Amazon prime, HBO max, Gmail, uh, Yahoo, wherever you get your stuff. Um, fuck the SEC. Just going to say about that. Just going to say that. And, uh, yeah. So thank you for listening. Uh, have a good rest of your day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.